1: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.
2: All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. It is almost here. We are one week away from game week. Nine months we've been waiting for football. One week away from game week. How about that, Hurricane fans? Next week at this time, we'll be in a game week mode, getting ready for the Red Hawks of Miami of Ohio. Until then, we're still in training camp mode. A couple of more days of training camp for Mario Cristobal, even though school started yesterday. But we we have the season. Knocking on the door right now. It is almost football time in South Florida. How excited are you for the upcoming season? And uh, I think I got a a good question here for you. So I want to get the pulse of our Hurricane uh, Nation. And that would simply be this. Because I was watching practice the other day. And uh, Xavier Restrepo made another acrobatic catch. For Tyler Van Dyke, they've got uh, uncanny chemistry, and you m- remember about uh, remember last year Van Dyke was injured. Rather, uh, well, both Van Dyke and Restrepo were injured. First it was Restrepo, and then it was Van Dyke. But uh, so I'm watching uh, Restrepo make this catch, and there certainly are bigger, faster, probably more talented wide receivers out there in, in the country, but I don't know if any of them are more valuable to their team than Restrepo is right now to Miami. I don't know if that's good or bad, but I know this. He's got to be on the field, and he's got to stay healthy because he has made himself a valuable player. He works hard. He uh, It means something to him. Football is a high priority of his. He gets open, and... Uh, I don't know if anybody makes more diving catches than him. So my question to you at 567-0560, Dayton Broward, either on the uh, phone or on the uh, text line, text machine, text line, Bomber will read the uh, text or will put you on the air, whatever is easier for you, 567-0560. Uh, that, that question would be, who do you think is that player in your mind that is going to become so valuable They can't afford to be without him. Who is that guy? Who is the player the Hurricanes cannot do without? Obviously, Tyler Van Dyke has to be one of those guys, right? Can't do out your quarterback. We saw what happened last year when he went down. For me, and there are a lot of good choices. It could be Cam Kitchens. It could be James Williams. It could be an offensive lineman. It could be Leonard Taylor. Uh, Leonard Taylor first has to take his game to the next level. And, and make himself one of those guys that is so valuable they can't do without. But for sure, uh, it would be an enormous blow to play without Restrepo. So who is that player on your list at 567-0560 in Dayton-Priard? Also coming up on the show, uh, Don Bailey Jr. will join us. We'll have an uh, interesting perspective with uh, DBJ tonight, we're going to be inside the Curl Sofer practice facility. We're going to set up right next to the offensive line. That's where Don uh, made his living, playing, playing on the offensive line. So we're going to set up that portion of the show in about 10 minutes or so, right next to the offensive line. We have a uh, Hurricanes camp report on the line uh, online uh, on YouTube with Alex Mirabal, the Hurricanes' offensive line coach, if you want to check that out. Uh, also coming up on the show, Jason Taylor. I just mentioned uh, just mentioned the Hurricanes' defensive line and uh, Leonard Taylor, how important he is going to be or could be. But the rest of this defensive line, whether it's Bain, maybe Bain is a guy. Bain can play inside and outside and um, has really taken a leap forward in training camp Maybe he's a guy they can't do without. Maybe it's Mesidor. Mesidor was injured during camp. He's back now. Mesidor can play inside, outside, drop in coverage. Had 38 tackles a year ago. Had seven sacks. Uh, Was All ACC player uh, uh, a year ago. Mesidor could be a really, really dominating player in this league. I think kind of up to him. He's got to stay healthy. Uh, but I kind of think it's up to Mesidor. He could be a guy they can't do without. Maybe it's uh, Francisco Marinoa in the middle at middle linebacker. He's had a really good, solid training camp. has been solid at middle linebacker. I think it's elevated that position. Maybe maybe it's Wesley Besaint. Maybe, you know, Wesley Besaint. I think they've... Uh, They're doing everything they can to motivate him, to keep him playing at a high level. Not that he needs a lot of motivation, but when he plays at a high level, Miami is a lot better. Uh, So maybe those are some of the guys. I think Restrepo is just one of those players. He gets open. He catches the ball. Van Dyke relies on him. You can use him in a variety of ways. I think he's got a chance to be one of those first down makers on third down. Uh, So for me right now, Restrepo. Last year, injured, had 21 catches. He could have 21 catches in the first three games of the season. Speaking of where we are in training camp right now, um, Mario Cristobal spoke to the press yesterday, and here were a couple of his comments about where the team stands, especially physically right now in training camp.
3: So, uh, well, obviously we scrimmage on, uh, on Friday of last week. And, you know, the competition has been pretty thick in certain positions throughout camp. And on Friday, uh, the defense jumped all over the offense early. And then the second half of practice, I mean, the offense really turned it on them and made some explosive plays. Um, both of them did fairly well versus each other and probably split the downs on short yardage and goal line. In the red zone, it also was a back-and-forth two-minute. The offense did win mixed downs, and early on, the defense was just very aggressive. The coaches, uh, they called an aggressive game plan, try to find out who can make plays, uh, who can execute at a high level, communicate, and... Uh, we were pleased with with progress there. Uh, so today is it's as if it's camp. I know school has started. Um, I know we're two weeks out, but we still use today and tomorrow to go University of Miami against University of Miami. Uh, special teams wise, we do incorporate some opponent stuff already. We have all summer due to the nature of those schematic issues that are presented. They're a little bit more, you know, I would say um, just a little more different than what you see on offense and defense. So by Wednesday. Um, by Wednesday we'll have a pretty good idea of the two slash three deep, you know, for us going into game one, but until then, it's all focused on the Miami Hurricanes. Questions, please. How would you say
1: that the general health is coming out of camp?
3: I would say camp banged up. I don't, there's nothing, uh, you know, last year we had some devastating ones early. We haven't had that, you know, knock on wood and may that not happen, Um, but they have. we have had a physical camp. I mean, it's structured that way. It's that plan, that blueprint, has stood the test of time for a long, long time, and we use it and we stick to it. We modify when we have to when there are some issues, uh, but the issues that we that we have are more just the the rigors that come with camp. So overall, I feel like we're in a decent spot.
2: All right, so uh, that's Mario Cristobal. That's Mario Cristobal speaking yesterday. I thought the scrimmage on Friday was good for Tyler Van Dyke. I think he came out of that scrimmage feeling like he accomplished something very positive because, as Coach Cristobal said at the beginning, it wasn't really going great for him. I thought he got off to a good start. Then I thought the defense kind of imposed their will on him. I thought he missed a couple of throws. I thought he had some adversity. And then uh, in the second half, he was able to kind of turn that around and was much more effective. And I think that was important for him to face uh, adversity and then leave the field feeling really good about his performance, probably like a golfer or, you know, how the rest of us feel about our golf game where we whack the ball uh, in the rough most of the time and, or out of the fairway, and then, you know, birdie number 18 and go, well, I'll come back next week and play. You know, uh, Van Dyke, I would say that he birdied 16, 17, and 18 and felt really good about uh, the scrimmage because of what he was able to do in the second half. I think the other thing that's kind of important about Van Dyke is there are still a whole bunch of things he needs to experience. He, as a starter, uh... A week from Friday, when he plays Miami of Ohio, it will only be his 18th start. I'm going to talk to Don about that. It will only be his 18th start. He hasn't even gone through an entire season as a starter. So his third year hopefully goes wire to wire as a starter starter. This year, By the way, you can join all of your Hurricane friends and family and become a season ticket holder today. You can enjoy exclusive benefits like preferred seating, big savings compared to individual games, guaranteed seats for the marquee matchups against Texas A&M and Clemson. Visit MiamiHurricanes.com slash tickets or call 1-800-GO-CANES to lock in your seats today. Miami of Ohio is the opponent in a week Uh, well, a little more than a week. It's funny. Uh, I think they're going to give – I think it's going to be a a nice test for the University of Miami. Uh, Miami of Ohio is one of those uh, mid-majors, not afraid to play anybody. Last year opened uh, opened the season at Kentucky, played pretty well. uh, Games tied, 10-10 late in the first half, 13-10. At intermission, and then things kind of fell apart on him. As Kentucky, uh, Kentucky hit him with like 17 points in 63 seconds, and their quarterback. You know, I wonder how how this how this played in uh, played uh, for Miami of Ohio. Three minutes to go in their game, and their quarterback was still in the game, losing 33 to 13, 30 to 10, wherever it was, and injured his shoulder and was out for the rest of the year. So he'll start. A week from Friday, Brett Gabbert, uh, brother of uh, Blaine, he'll start 23 years old. His fifth year, got a really good arm. Can run around, make a lot of plays, extends plays. So that'll be a good test for the University of Miami defense, a, a defense that I think Hurricane fans will enjoy watching because they're going to put a lot of pressure on the opponent. And uh, Gabbert will be a quarterback that is has uh, faced a lot of pressure, we will look for an escape route. Can make a lot of really good throws. So it's not like uh, Meatball State is rolling in here uh, a week from Friday. A game Miami is heavily favored in. Should win. But I think they're going to get a few answers about their team. Because Miami of Ohio will have a a very experienced squad. We'll talk, of course, much more about them next week when it becomes game week. We're one week away from game week. All right. So what player uh, can the University of Miami... Just not do without your uh, thoughts at 567 0560 in Data Broward County. What player is that going to be this year that's got to stay on the field? The player that's going to elevate his game and uh, really be uh, have a great impact. What is that? Who is that impact player that Miami uh, needs this year? Also, coming up tonight in hour number two, the high school football season kicks off. Thursday night, some big games in Dade and Broward County. So, the high school football season kicks off on Saturday. There's a triple header over at St. Thomas. Uh, Cardinal Gibbons, I think it's this week, they play Cardinal Gibbons of North Carolina. Western's got a big game against a team from Georgia. So, there are big games all over Dade and Broward County. Nobody knows it better than Larry Bluestein. And so, uh, Old Blue joins us in hour number two get the most out of the south florida lifestyle and a new buick from williamson buick gmc new buick models are arriving every single day at williamson ed williamson his lovely lovely wife carol they are there every single day hell they're almost sitting there on the assembly line waving these cars in they will be right there ready to welcome you ready to put you in a new buick because. They are sure to have the new Buick that you are looking for right now. Perhaps it's an Envision. Maybe it's an Enclave. Whatever it might be, you can get the most out of the South Florida lifestyle and experience the new Buick from your premier Buick dealership. Nobody, and I mean nobody, does it better than Ed Williamson. He's been doing it year after year after year at a high level, and nobody understands customer service any better than ed williamson you walk into a dealership first thing is you look around and you want to see beautiful sparkling automobiles well check that for sure at williamson buick then you want customer service check that no question you'll have that at williamson buick once you roll off the lot if should you need any kind of maintenance Check that. You'll have that at Williamson Buick, located on US1, just south of the Palmetto. Williamson is Miami.
4: You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly, beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois.
2: All right, welcome back to the Hurricane Hotline. Joe Zagaki, Don Bailey Jr. This portion of our show is coming from the University of Miami's indoor practice facility, the Carol Sofer Indoor Practice Facility. So it's almost like a live look at practice. And it's perfect because we are sitting right next to the offensive linemen. And I wanted to dedicate this part of the show toward the trenches and the offensive line as we are in the final week of training camp. And probably, Don, the biggest change for Miami football, the thing they're going to count on the most, I would think, is the trenches and the offensive line in particular. These first five guys have been together they has been an injury here or there, but for the most part, throughout training camp,
5: that they have, Joe. And it was important to note that there's been little to no change from spring. So they were able to pick up 14, 15 practices in the spring, and then, you know, now we're into three or four, oh, into three weeks of practice here at camp, and and everybody remains the same. That enhances the communication. That makes sure that everybody understands what their role is and there's been very little movement in the second group as well. So I think that that bodes well for the future of this season along the offensive line.
2: Well, let's start with the uh, premier piece of the offensive line was the number one rated offensive lineman in the country uh, CC Maui Noah goes by Maui Noah I thought it was Maui Goa. It's Maui Noah at any rate, CC's been lined up out there number 61 since day one.
5: Maui Noah has not disappointed anybody. And when you see day one, it was day one of spring football. He is physically capable. He has mentally proven that he can handle the playbook. And at the same time, he understands what his role is. The thing that I will warn people about is that he is a true freshman He has never played in a college football game. So there are going to be a few hiccups along the way. I don't care how big you are, how smart you are, how good you're going to be down the road. Whenever there's a first in this sport, it leads to the opponent's advantage. What is
2: it that has you infatuated with a center, Matt Lee?
5: First and foremost, his intelligence. He's an extremely intelligent guy, can can run the whole room, As far as the offensive line goes, he does a great job in communication with his guards, his tackles, with the quarterback, everybody included. When he comes off the field, he can sit down and tell Coach Mirabal exactly what's going on. I think that's the number one role that people lose sight of at that position, is they're really the, the other quarterback. He points out who the linebacker is to the quarterback. He does numerous things, but also... He's physical, and he has made the defensive be- the defensive tackles better this camp because of how physical he is.
2: It's hard for me to say this, but overshadowed a little bit is Inez Cooper. It's hard to overshadow a guy that's 350 pounds, but he's been plugged in there, right guard for the most spot for the most part. Uh, what are his positive traits?
5: He's quietly becoming a big factor on this offensive line. Started four games last year. Uh, I really remember the Virginia game where he he looked comfortable but now and remind you he was about 375-380 then now he's in the 345-350 range so he's moving a lot better but the thing you can't overlook is his size and What people don't realize is that he was a defensive lineman at four and a quarter in high school. So he was athletic enough at that size to play D-line. So that tells you how it's going to work out offensively. Quiet guy, but smart and has that streak in him that you want. I mean, when you sit him next to Matt Lee, both of those guys play with an attitude. And that's that's very important.
2: I'm looking right at... Hurricanes left guard Javion Cohen who came in from Alabama he was an all SEC player at Alabama he's been pegged as an all preseason all ACC player how will he help the Miami offensive line
5: first of all he brings an understanding of what great football is from his time at Alabama the guy lost a couple football games he was there for three years and was a decorated player on an offensive line that has been coached very well and the expectations are at Alabama are extremely high. So he walks into a place, Miami, that has high expectations. And he's stepped in and he's providing a fair amount of leadership, but also an example of what championship football and preparation looks like.
2: Interesting to note, as we do this show, right here next to the offensive line, there is head coach Mario Cristobal right in the middle of it.
5: Yeah, you know, he's he... As far as the offensive line goes, Coach Mirabal and Coach Cristobal, I don't think you can go anywhere in the country and get tutored at that position better than you can at Miami. I think you can go get coached pretty darn good, but they do a great job of tutoring these guys. You see Coach Cristobal individually coaching every single player When the time is right, you see Coach Mirabal doing the same thing, and it it happens throughout the day. It happens in the meeting. It happens in every single snap, every single second out here. Both of those men are elite teachers at, at at this position.
2: My hope is, as I also stand this uh, during this drill, Jalen Rivers, who is one of the nicest kids you'll ever come across, a uh, smart football player, loves everything about football. He likes to work on the field. He likes to work off the field. The only thing missing from his game is a complete season.
5: Yeah, that worries me a little bit, too. I didn't realize that until I was putting it together, you know, for for our upcoming game here in a couple weeks, that he's been dinged up every year. And can't have that this year. He's, he's a guy that has done everything humanly possible to prepare himself for this season. He's lowered his body fat. He's increased his strength. He's worked on his, his flexibility, his agility, all of that. If he gets through healthy, he's going to end up having a very, very good year. The only thing that is in his way is if he gets injured.
2: How about uh, speaking of injuries? Somewhere along the line, that's going to happen. Could be a game. Could be more than a game. Could be a few plays. The depth on the offensive line. What do you see there?
5: A little. That's a little bit of a worry to me. You know, when you when you think about it, you you brought up Jalen Rivers. Jalen can play five positions. So the question is, if somebody gets hurt from from the left guard to the right. He could fit in any spot if they have to. I, I can tell you that uh, Sampson is a guy that has, has worked his way into the top eight, seven or eight. Um, you've you've got uh, Logan Sagapola who can play both guards and can play center. You've got a, a McCoy who is a redshirt freshman out of Jacksonville who's Joe. They've worked him. They've worked him at guard. But, and really at both tackles. So they are do a great job. Part of what Coach Cristobal and Mirabal tell these offensive linemen when they come here is that they're going to cross-train. They're going to learn every position, and it pays off at times like this when there really isn't that much depth on this position group.
2: You know they want to run the football. Uh, Shannon Dawson wants to run the football. Miami ran for about 125 yards last year, and for a variety of reasons. Uh, You fall behind in games. You've got injuries on the offensive line. It's almost not even worth talking about. But that being said, uh, what is the style of this run game this year? Is it more of a zone run style? What what do you see in this running game?
5: You know, college football now is is really basic as far as what everybody does. They, They all run the counter. They all run the zone game inside and out. They all do a gap scheme. All of those things are implemented. It's how it's presented formationally that is the difference from each team. So with that being said, I've been watching some of Coach Dawson's tape from when he was at Houston. He will run the football. And he's got the key with it to me that I came across actually yesterday is how patient he is with the run. If things are not working and a defense is not giving him the pass game that he wants, he's just going to simply run the football and run the football and run the football. A lot of guys throughout college football get antsy when they can't throw the deep ball or they can't run their offense. I don't see that in him, and I think that's a huge benefit. He's going to take what offensively he's going to do What it's going to help Miami win the game. If it's throwing it, he'll throw it. If he's got to run it for 30 plays in a row, he'll run it 30 plays in a row.
2: They've had some big runs during train camp. And that always gets me back to this. I never know if that's good or bad. If they've got a, if, a, if it's a great run because of outstanding execution on the offense or did the defense mess it up. I always get confused by that. I'd have to be honest about it. But they have had some big runs, especially with this kid from uh, Nebraska, A.J. Allen.
5: It's both, Joe. It's good <laughs> if you're the offense. It's bad if you're, if you're the defense. A.J. Allen was a, a huge pickup. He is not a, a guy that will overwhelm you with his size, but he has overwhelmed me with his toughness. He finishes the run. He does not go down. He's got enough speed to make big things happen. He has brought not only competition to the room, but he's increased the talent. And when you when you look at uh, Mark Fletcher and how he's performed during camp, you know they they're not force feeding the freshmen they're letting them come along at their own pace but when they get their carries they have been productive and henry Parrish, you know it's going to be important for he and cheney those are the guys that have been here the longest it's going to be important for them week one to see what they can do because really they're the they're the guys that are here that should know what is expected
2: Over the weekend, we had our second scrimmage. I thought uh, one of the things I took out of that scrimmage was it was inside and out. I don't know if it was planned that way. Maybe it was the weather. Uh, When they were outside, Van Dyke struggled a little bit. The defense was getting to him, And I thought, well, this is good for him. They came back inside almost like it was the second half, and then it clicked for Van Dyke. Hit some big plays, and when it was over... He was of the mindset of that was good for me because I needed to prove my to myself I had to overcome some adversity, which also gets me to this uh, against the Miami of Ohio. I believe I believe it will only be his 18th start of his career. He, he, he hasn't had a complete season as a starter.
5: He hasn't, and kind of got the job in a sense by default, right, with injury and came in and adjusted quickly and did a great job last year. The thing that has impressed me most about him is the fact that how hard he fought to get back on the field with the injury that he had. In today's world, so many people would have just tapped out the rest of the season, not put forth the effort that was needed, but he earned his team's respect by how far, hard he fought back from injury. I think, you know, to me, offensively specifically, He's the key to the whole season. You lose him again, yeah. we're going to have some problems. And, and and that's it's not that's not Miami specific. Go to Ohio State; they lose their guy, they're going to have problems. You go to Georgia; they lose the guy, they're going to have problems. That, that's that's a normal scenario. But he he's done a good job in camp. And you're right; it was like the tale of two two practices. Outside, the defense looked good. Inside, the offense looked good and you hope you put it together in the next 10, two, 10 days to two weeks.
2: Um, you know, I thought with uh, A.J. Allen coming in, and then you have Mark Fletcher, and then a healthy Don Chaney, I wanted to see what, what was going to happen with Henry Parrish. And I think it's gone under the radar a little bit, but he's not; he hasn't lost his job yet. He just uh, He's been the number one running back now for two years.
5: And a lot of that is because of how hard he works, how dependable he is, the effort that he puts forth in each run, and the other side of this is, is that if you're if you are a running back at the University right now, at the University of right Maryland now, you're going to play. Shannon Dawson said it: we're going to play a bunch of backs, and you need to. It's a very physical position; those guys get hit and hit hard time and time again you want to have them remain fresh and the other part is it's it forces a defense to rethink what they're doing because each of those backs change the personality of the offense
2: i like what i've seen from the hurricanes defense in camp i do think that is going to be a case of some big plays from the university of miami defense I think the uh, offense is probably going to get a few big plays. We have to be ready for that because if you are going to play this style, you're going to give something up. And I think uh, I also believe whatever we see against Miami of Ohio and probably Texas A&M probably isn't going to be the case maybe moving toward the middle half of the year because the opponent's going to adjust, and so is uh, Coach Guidry.
5: It's a very good point, you know. When is Miami going to peak? Well, you know, the old story is we've got to get better every single week. Um, there's a lot of new players on both sides of the football. You got As a coach, you have to understand what their personality is and is going to be when the lights are on and when your team's down or when it's a, a noon kickoff and, you know, you're now in the middle of the third quarter and everybody's getting worn down. you you got to find that personality of your team. I believe that this offense is going to score points. I'm com- I'm comfortable in the fact that the the coordinator is not hard-headed in the fact that he's going to do what he's going to do versus he's going to do what the defense allows him to do. And defensively, this defense is full of energy. Whether they they're going to give up some big plays, it's going to happen. It happens to everybody in college football no matter what the defense is. But these kids are playing hard and playing fast, and the defense Miami's been going against Miami's defense all a camp. They have not altered it yet. They'll do that towards the end of the week. So it's been a heck of a challenge to game plan against your own defense every day.
2: Well, I, I think the good thing for Van Dyke has been there's uh, there has been a hand in his face <laughs> throughout training camp. I mean, yeah. you know, because of the nature of the defense, uh, Larry Blustein is going to join the show in hour number two. High school football season gets underway later this week. Uh, and also recruiting is always in the news. High school football season going to be very exciting some great games are coming up, starting this week, uh, both in Dade and Broward County. So we know we love our high school football, and uh, whether it's going to be Western or St. Thomas, American Heritage, Central, Northwestern, there are going to be some great teams and great games coming up.
5: You know, Joe, one thing about South Florida, and, and you and I had a had a high school show for years is that the high school coaches down here, I think every high school coach is a little bit underappreciated. These guys do a phenomenal job. They, they provide leadership for these young men. Some of them turn into fathers that the, the players never had. They, do, they are just such impacts on everybody that's involved in the sport. And I just think it's so important that we continue to support high school football in and Broward, and also nationally.
2: One of the things I was asking tonight is uh, who might be a, a player to keep an eye on? Who's going to make that leap this year? It just so happens I'm sitting here now looking at number nine, Nigel e. Kelly and Jason Taylor. I think he's just taking him under his wing. And I don't know if he's trying to make him another Jason Taylor or what, but he's got a lot of reps. He, he has had a lot of reps this year in training camp.
5: Well, you said leap. I'm going to say leaps and bounds. He's, I, you you picked the you picked a good one. Um, he definitely definitely feels comfortable in the position. Jason Taylor and him, uh, Coach Taylor and him work very very well together. The guy that I'm going to keep going back to that that needs to make a huge impact is Leonard Taylor. Yeah. You know, I'm a big believer that that inside guy is is very important and can disrupt everything and we need him to to be a five-star junior football player for the University of Miami at the collegiate level. Forget what happened in high school. It's time now.
2: No question about that. Okay, a reminder, a week from Friday, we kick things off against Miami of Ohio at Hard Rock Stadium. I will continue on the Hurricane Hotline right after this.
6: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
2: Okay, back on our show. Danny Garcia is our producer. Who's your impact player of the year? We'll get to that. Uh, text it into uh to us at 305-567-0560. Who is your impact player this year? Who do you think has to be uh, has to have an impact on the season? Who's that guy that you're looking for? Text us your player and why 305-567-0560 in Dade and Broward. Also a reminder: the Hurricanes open the season on September the first, seven o'clock, Hard Rock Stadium. Witness the return of several prominent veteran players. And, of course, we'll debut the top 10 recruiting class. And you can get your tickets today at MiamiHurricanes.com slash tickets. Coming up in hour number two, Larry Blustein will join us. We'll also hear from quarterback Tyler Van Dyke. Uh, we want to get uh, find out who you think should be or it has to be the impact player or an impact player this year. If I get that out the right way, I'm kind of stumbling my way through that one. Uh, Bomber will read it for us. Danny Garcia, our producer, will give us the text momentarily at 305-567-0560 and Dayton Broward. I'll tell you needs to have an impact is the Hurricanes' defensive line. And nobody is better uh, for the Hurricanes right now coaching that position than former Dolphin and Hall of Famer Jason Taylor. All right, let's talk about the uh, defensive line right now with defensive line coach Jason Taylor. You know, I have to say, I always thought watching you play, someday you'd be a coach. How how much are you enjoying the, the coaching business?
4: I don't know why you thought that when I was playing because <laughs> I dang sure didn't want to do it. Um, I I had no I, a ton of respect for the position, yeah. for what they do. Uh, I had no desire to do it. But, um, you know, I retire. I get in the... Uh, I get into youth football because my, my boys start playing, my mm-hmm. sons start playing. Um, you get addicted to it, you know, that, that, that fire starts burning and you go through youth football in the high school now on the college level. So it's, it's been great. I, I'm loving what I'm doing. Um, all the things that I saw my coaches doing in the time and commitment they spent, it gives you a new respect for it. But uh, I, w- I wouldn't have it any other way. I love it.
2: That fire that burns is what you had, what mm-hmm. propelled you when you played. Uh, you were very intense. Don and I were talking about how much you hated to lose. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you impose those things into your players?
4: Um, I think, number one, you be yourself. You know, you, you, can't, you can't try to be fake and be, try to be somebody else. Um, while we all have people that we look up to or we, em- we want to emulate in some ways or, or we learn from, um, mentors of sorts, whether we were playing or coaching, whatever. I get that, but you can't. I think you have to be genuine, you have to be authentic, you have to be yourself. So, you know, I don't try to be Coach Ball, I don't try to be Nick Saban, I don't try to be Mike McDaniel. You know, I, I try to, I just stay true to who I am. And um, sometimes is that a lot? Yeah, I think sometimes I get a little intense and fiery, and I catch myself. You know, you start hearing that heartbeat in your ear and. You, your eyeballs are sweating, <laughs> and you're like, and I have to, you know, you take a step back a little bit, much like what I did when I played. Yeah. You know, it's, everybody's different. Some people can't, can't do it, or won't do it, or aren't there yet, or don't know how to get to that. So, figuring out who everybody is and what the motivation and the buttons are um, to try to elevate their playing. And not making it, it's not about me at all, but trying to take what God gave them and their, their abilities and their motivations, um, where they are mentally toughness-wise, and fi- figure out a way that you can kind of bring it out differently from everybody, but being authentic and real while doing that the same.
2: You're one of your coaches, and of course he was a coach here, the great Jimmy Johnson, mm-hmm. uh, believed building, you build a team through the defensive line. Uh, you've got a lot of guys on your defensive line. Mm-hmm. What have you seen so far through training camp?
4: Um, we're getting better. We're getting better. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we've got the makings to be a pretty darn good unit. You know, They're working. Um, they're buying in. They're committed to it. Um, they're looking for the small details, you know, and, and seeing it a different way. Where you know we're trying to we're trying to implement a standard, just mm-hmm. a way of life. Um, you know, people talk about this whole locked in thing, and you know, get focused, get locked in. And I I tell the guys from day one, I, I don't believe in getting locked in, um, or getting focused, or I just I, I know people say things differently, and I'm not saying anything bad about people that, that talk about mm-hmm. that, but. I think locked in is a frame of mind, it's a way of life. When you wake up out of bed in the morning, you should be locked in to focus on what you're doing because you want to be elite at what you're doing. You're not going to be average and then all of a sudden it's time to hit the grass now. I'm going to be elite on the grass but then I'm going to be average again when I'm off. So trying to establish that being locked in and being elite is a way of life. We wake up in the morning and our feet hit the ground and we we're, we, we need to be elite in everything we do, you know, in our approach, in our, in our mannerisms, in our, uh, our preparation, in our recovery, in our schoolwork, in the community, with the media. Whatever you're doing, just be elite, and then it who becomes a habit.
2: You've got a lot of different guys, whether it's a Leonard Taylor or Dean with mm-hmm. experience, or uh, Bain, who's doing a lot of different things for you, Mesidor, Harvey, Nigel E. Kelly. Mm-hmm. You've got a lot of different guys that can do... I think a lot of things for you, right? right?
4: Yeah, we got a lot of different body types, different. Uh, you know, we're kind of all over the board as far as experience mm-hmm. and age. You know, um, again, body types are all over the place, and, and it's it's good. We, I think we have a great mix. We've got we've got some guys that are more pluggers. We got some guys that are edgy guys. We have guys that that are, that are combos that can go inside and out. Um, you know, LT's had a really good camp. Harrison Hunt is yeah. uh, is, is had a, has, a, has had a good camp and is thirsty for information. Branson Dean's been great for us kind of becoming that bell cow and that leader. You know, an experienced guy that's seen a lot of football, um, seen a lot of football in, in a big conference. So there's no new surprises to him, and I think our guys are starting to learn from him, and, and he's becoming a great leader for us. Mezador is Mezador. I mean, he's a heck of a player and, and a great teammate and a pro's pro. Um, you know, Mezador and Dean beat me in the building every day. They're here at 5 a.m. I can't get here at 5 a.m. I just can't do it. Like I live too far away, <laughs> and I refuse to get up at 3:30 to beat them in the building. It's just, but that's how, that's who they are. They're pros about they're approaching it as pros, and and they understand their body's their business, and they're and they're attacking it accordingly. I mean, we got, you know, Najeeb on the edge. Jafari's having a good camp, as well. Um, obviously, Ruben Bain, mm-hmm. you know, Ruben Bain is is doing a lot of really good things. So. We got a lot of guys that could play. You know, Jake, Jake's had a really good camp as well. Uh, Ahmad Moten, I think, has really made yeah. some really big strides. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought played well in the spring. Um, we saw steps. We saw progress there. Was curious to see how it was going to transfer over to, to summer, mm-hmm. you know, with having that two months off in between. and he's really been a pleasant surprise and, and uh, I think it'll help us with some real meaningful football this year.
2: The last thing for you, I think um, sometimes guys that make uh, the transition that you're making, the one obstacle is recruiting, but I, I swear that recruiting's right in your wheelhouse because you enjoy connecting with young people and also with parents.
4: I do. Um, you know, my wife, my wife probably begs to differ. She <laughs> thinks I'm a loner and I want to be myself and she be left alone. And I tell her, yeah, I do, after like 14, 15 hours in the building, <laughs> like I want to get home and be, and, and be quiet. But um, I do enjoy connecting. Recruiting is, is a challenge, you know, yeah. the, the recruiting calendar and stuff and, and, and uh, you know, what we're trying to do, coaching our team and having to recruit and get guys in the fold. But, um, again, it's, I'm a competitor, too. I like to compete and, and get after stuff, and I want to be elite in everything I do. So I'm, I'm, we're working hard at it. We're really working hard at it and we're trying to get the right guys in the building. You know, the right guys on the grass for the Miami Hurricanes and and do it the right way. But, you know, if we don't get somebody, if we don't get a recruiter, it will not be because we got outworked. That's Mm -hmm. for sure. It will not be for a lack of effort.
2: Well, thank you for being on the show with us. Great to have you here. We Thank look you. forward to a few of your guys coming up with a, a Jason Taylor strip sack this year.
4: Me too. I love to see it. And get in the end zone. Don't just strip and sack. Get in the end zone. Get in the end zone. Sacks and series. Turnovers <laughs> for touchdowns. Bring gangs, baby. All
2: right. That's Jason Taylor. We'll continue on the show right after this.
1: T Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.